You're listening to Bitches That Eat. So low voice would be green flag or red flag? Green, right? Yeah. I need to play more green. I, I didn't know about this game until you brought it up to me today. I I think it's something I made up a while ago, and I, I'm not sure why. Tell I the people what it is. So, you know, remember when you were little and you would play red light, green light? And it was like someone would turn around and be like, green light. And then like they'd turn back Rover? to face you and be like, red light. And then you'd have to stop. Oh, and if yeah, they saw you yeah, moving, yeah, you'd be yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to play red flag, green flag. <laughs> Where it's like when you're on a date or when you're with someone, are the green flags... Meaning things that they're doing right. <laughs> right. Are outweighing the red flags that you're saying. Okay, so mathematically, how many green flags outweigh a red flag? Just more. That's <laughs> not. I mean, it's just like, it's like a, you know, if there's four green flags and three red flags. But it also depends on how bad the run flags are. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be right. some math equation to this. Uh, even though I loathe math. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm I mean, joking. in the past, have I been on dates where there's been more red flags than green flags and still continued? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your girl's That's delusional. Just, yeah. Right. It's all of us. But I think in the future, it should be like more green flags than i think we can make that work right what is your number one green flag like someone does this for you and you're like i'm fucking sold honestly just being a nice person like being okay but that's bar is so low (laughs) the bar is on the ground i am stepping over it okay 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 showing some sort of empathy and sympathy for other people's issues, downfalls, uh, okay, you know, but, uh, disadvantages. Bar. <laughs> it's so low I can't see it. Oh, God. But you know what right. I mean? Like, I guess you're right. I don't know. I've never thought about this. Green flags need to be things that are like upstanding and... Like that, oh, everybody no. should do that. Would you have a friend? No, that was not no. sympathetic or empathetic. Right? It should be. I might, but things that you I anticipate like in them. a friend, but also in a partner. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but you're like be Am nice and a human being, <laughs> and like don't be a robot, and like don't fling your poo at me. It's like, girl, the bar is so low. I literally okay. Wait, wait, wait. She's <laughs> in hell. She's hanging out with Hades herself. They're kikiing, like having a drink. And meanwhile, you're being like, oh my God, he's is so good. I can't. Oh but you know what I mean? No, like, you're not like you're so right. And I'm upset at myself. Everybody is like that. Where that's what <sighs> we expect, where we're like, oh, okay, I just want him to be decent. For better being. for a better example, well, I think on mine, what is yours? No, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Here's a two-parter. Okay. First of all, listening. I think... Okay. Let's... <laughs> I know the bar is low. <laughs> okay. I think listening and then 
anticipating needs based on what they have listened to. Right. Does that make sense? Like following through on something you've listened to to register with you, they've actually listened. That and also like if I say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really stressed out at work. Next week I've got a meeting in the morning and I'm really nervous about it or I've got an interview that I'm really nervous about and someone like Venmoing you five bucks for coffee or texting you. And this also is like a low bar, but texting you saying, how was that meeting today? Right. I haven't told you today that that's when the meeting was. But they I told remember. You last week that that's when the meeting was and they remember and they say, how was it? Yeah, I would love to great. hear about that. That's great. Right? Yeah. I have one red flag example of that. I had ankle surgery. Oh, no. I got my cast off. It was like a big day for me. I got my stitches taken out. I was put in a new boot. It was like a really big day for me. Yeah. The person I was dating at the time did not text me, didn't give a shit. And finally, I was like, that wasn't cool. I This was a big day for me. You didn't text me. And he was like, mm, I'm sorry. I was busy at work. And I was like, no, no. You work from home at a sales job. No. No. You're on your phone all day. I don't give a fuck. No, fuck that. Bar is solo. Yeah. It's the like, I don't, I shouldn't have to remind you of things. To right? follow up. No, you're, that, that is I a think, great I example. I think that's, that's a great example. And again, that, that bar is really low. And I, I have very good examples of it in my life. My sister's fiance is wonderful. My parents are very much in love. I have great examples of it every day. So I think mm-hmm. I expect a lot as I should. But it's like, why is that so hard? (laughs) I mean, like you and I, we do that shit for each other all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We remember when we have things coming up. I mean, we also talk like every day. Okay, but if you're dating someone, you're right. Do you think, okay, here's another question. Do you think you should talk to someone every day that you're dating? I think this is also I, a very good thing to touch I on. I don't know if I, I've only dated one person and we did talk every day. So I don't really okay. know if I could say whether or not that's essential or not mm-hmm. based off of one relationship I've been in. Does that make okay. sense? Sure. So my thoughts on this are like, I don't give a shit what you had for lunch. I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Like minor details like that. You can tell me at the at the end of the day. If it was that exciting. If it's not, then I don't right. care. If it's the best sandwich you've ever had in your entire fucking life, amazing. I don't want to hear like, hey, babe, I'm on my lunch break. What's up? I don't know. We're not going to do that. I burped in front of someone else and it was like kind of weird for a second. Like shit. Like-, <laughs> like we don't need that in our lives. <laughs> Funny memes, YouTube videos. That's fine. Send away. Yeah. I want to play by play like at the end of the day or two days later. Yeah. I was in a relationship once and he wouldn't even give me that, like the day to day kind of whatever. And I was like, great. I don't think I need that. How about let's face, we were long distance. How about let's FaceTime? Right. Every two days, two to three days. Sounds easy enough. Very. FaceTime for an hour, debrief, I miss you, whatever. Even that was too much. God. Six months. Of my life. No. Girl. 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 Betty. 
we are better than her. We are better than that. We, we are, are fucking We are baddies. baddies. We are baddies. Girl. Speaking of baddies. Speaking of baddies. Speaking of baddies. So yeah, we had a baddies night. Yep. You, me, and your sister. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little nice dinner. It's been a while and stuff. Like sat down and had a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time with Griffin. And yeah, we'll come back and talk about the wonderful Bayona. So Bayona has been in the, you know, New Orleans for about 30 years. They're, you know, in the middle of the French Quarter on Dauphine. And the, you know, chef Susan Spicer has crafted a essentially global menu that Mm -hmm. brings traditional flavors elevated to a new level. And before we went there, like I've heard of her name before. Oh, yeah. She was on one episode of Top Chef in the New Orleans season. That's why. And also she's got cookbooks. I mean, she's got multiple restaurants. She's just like a badass bitch. Yeah. Love. Um, and she takes her influences from Spain, Italy, France, Mediterranean, Indian, Orient, everything. She's multicultural. Yeah. And then, um, we met the chef de cuisine last night, the new one. We did. Easton Barksdale, who's a sweetheart. He was sweet. Yeah. He like pulled his mask down and was like, hi. We were like, like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Smile. It was cute. Yeah. Our, our waiter Griffin ushered him over. Yeah. It was adorable. No, it was so sweet of him to do. I think because he was nervous. Yeah. We were like, I mean, he knew that we were doing the podcast. And right. He was like, oh, my God. This is so fun. But, Got uh, your shout out, Griffin. <laughs> we were a big fan. I know. Uh, but so when Chef Spicer started the restaurant mm-hmm. with her coworker, um, who we'll talk about later, she was, you know, concerned and she not concerned. She wanted to develop new flavors for the ever growing selection of local produce. Um, and so Bayona changes their menu daily depending on what's seasonal, what's local, mm. um, and what they can really, you know, what kind of variety they can bring. Which I think is a sign of a very elevated restaurant. Oh, for sure. Like, one those are my can, favorite ones. Right. One that can adjust based on the season and based on what tastes good. Yeah. I think that's a really good sign of, of a good restaurant. And not only that, but like they've been in the same cute little, you know, romantic Creole cottage so in the French cute. Quarter for so long. And yeah. they've got the cute outdoor space and it's just like fucking right. cute. And it's it's not as well known as a place like Antoine's or Galatoire's or whatever. And it doesn't have the same kind of New Orleans fanfare, but it it feels very special. And I think that's why. It's right. because it's not like a place that I don't think tourists go to all the time. That's why. It's kind of like a special. It's not a commander's palace. It's like, like locals a, go to. Right. Yeah. It, it felt special. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part was like when you went to the bathroom, there was just had this entire wall of awards and like recognitions yeah. and publications. And I could have like spent hours just reading mm-hmm. about all of them. Um, but this restaurant ha- and Susan have both, you mm-hmm. know, received James Beard Awards. I mean, they've been in food and Which, wine. Which, if you know Top Chef. <laughs> We are obsessed. <laughs> James Beard is like, I don't even know who James Beard is, but like. Big deal. Yeah, I guess. Big, 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 <laughs> big, 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 big deal. Uh, but food, they've been food and wine, you know, restaurant business, travel yeah. leisure, appetite, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could go on. They're basically, they've had a bunch of fucking awards mm-hmm. and they just have killed it out of the park. Yeah. So a little killed bit Killed it out of the park? Killed, knocked it. Knocked it. <laughs> Not just knocked, killed murdered. it, murdered, murdered it out of the park. <laughs> but uh, Susan Spicer, yeah, uh, she began her cooking career in New Orleans as the apprentice to Chef Daniel Bonneau. Um, How you spell it? B O N N O T. 
N N O T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bono. Oh my God. I said something French, right? B O N N O T. Yes. Why are you so surprised? It's just a, a weird it's last name. It's strange. Hmm. Okay. Um, at a restaurant in 1979, she stodged with Chef Ro- Roland Durand in Paris. This bitch has been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the word stodged. I just want to say. I love the fucking word stodged. I, that I, gives me a lot of serotonin. Like, oh yeah, I stodged with... Like, in any job I have, I would rather say I stodged than I trained. Instead of like internship. Yes. Yes. Like, where are you stodging this summer? Oh bitch, oh that's classy as fuck. Oh my God, I'm stodging at this place. Okay. You know, so cute. we're... Yeah, moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I just love. <laughs> but she, so she did stints um, at, you know, different restaurants in New Orleans. And she and Regina Kiever partnered together to open Bayonne in the spring of 1990. Mm. Um, and then as soon as they opened, they just had a bunch of support from local diners and critics. I realize it's been open for that long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they started earning national attention. And then, it, you know, three years after they opened, 1993, she earned the James Beard Foundation's Best Chef Southeast. Big fucking deal. Big deal. Because there's deal. a lot of good chefs in the Southeast. Yeah. So her first book called Crescent City Cooking, Unforgettable mm. Recipes from Susan Spicer's New Orleans, was released in 2007. Um, New Orleans Magazine said it was the best cookbook and awarded best cookbook. And it also was okay. included in Food and Wine's Best of the Best recipe collection. So we need to get that. I just was thinking that as I was saying Reading that it. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 See you there. Yep. 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 Um, so, you know, more recent, May of 2010, Susan was inducted to the James Beard Who's who of food and beverage in America, mm. which I would like to go yeah, what? to the, whatever hall this is mm-hmm. of who's who to food. Hall of Fame, but of who's or who. Or like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame kind of thing, but right. for food. Yeah. Yeah. So that same year, she launched Mondo, a casual family style restaurant um, in Lakeview, which is where Chef Spicer lives, mm. which if you're not from here, Lakeview is the northern uh, neighborhood on the south shore on the south shore i was yep. about to say not close on the south shore mm-hmm. um beautiful area. west of gentilly yes i've been doing a lot Near of City research Park. on where things are yes because Near i have City no Park. idea <laughs> i also yeah. struggle yeah um yeah and then 2000 october of 2016 she opened her third restaurant rosedale which griffin told us about last night yep um which is a you know a neighborhood joint and a unique and historic building that serves her own style of Louisiana cooking, which we should make a stop to. Absolutely. Sure. Um, and then, spring of 2019, Mondo will join other great New Orleans restaurants in the new, new terminals at Louis Armstrong Airport in New Orleans. So Mondo is one of the many new places that's in the oh, new shit. airport. Which I... The airport's really nice the airport's now. fucking it's, nice. It's so nice. And not that it's it wasn't so nice before. It wasn't nice before. It, it wasn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> trying to be nice. <laughs> um, I remember the first time I came, mm-hmm. I visited and hadn't seen the airport. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is going on? No, they just need an upgrade because she's of how bougie. many tourists they get in too. I mean, she's bougie just, now. Yeah, I she's love. super pretty. Yeah, a lot of sunlight. Yeah, oh. a lot of sunlight. Um, but you know, I got most of this information from the, the Bayona website, nola.com, mm-hmm. and then just some of the standout dishes, according to critics, were. The PB&J oyster gratin, um, goat cheese crouton, veal sweetbread, sautéed redfish, peppered lamb, and apple hazelnut tart. And we got Boom. all but two of those. So we kind of Crushed it. it. Yeah. yeah. And we like had in our heads what we were going to order. Yes. Based on, you know, based on the menu and the descriptions. 
before Griffin came by and oh said God, what the, like, the favorite should... ones were. And we were like, we were literally ordering probably all of those. So I, I feel terrible for not even saying this, but my hmm. good friend Scott, who yes. I used to work with at a restaurant in Austin, mm-hmm. he was the, he used to work at Bayona and he was like, you have to go here yeah. and told us I mean, he was order. our inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Scott. I love you. Hello, Scott. Ellie Scott. Thank you. Uh, so, but yeah, Sophie, what did we get at Bayona? Rolled up. I was in a cocktail mood, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like before when you're at like a fancy ass restaurant and you want a nice cocktail. Always. Always. Right. So I always do a vodka martini with a twist. That's yeah. what I got. Sure. I was so excited. That's your thing. They gave me one with olives in it. I sent it back. Okay. I sent it back. <laughs> I sent her back. Um, but it was great. My sister got uh, bourbon Manhattan mm-hmm. and you got a glass of rosé. Yes. yes? All delicious. I'm technically working, but yes. The Manhattan was shaken, should have been stirred. Not okay. Sure. There was like a froth on it, but that's okay. It was still delish. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving into apps, we got three different apps. Mm-hmm. The first, and I think... The best, it was definitely my favorite, was the goat cheese crouton. Amazing. So the description on the menu was like a wildflower multigrain bread and Madeira cream mushrooms. This was one of, I like geeked out about this appetizer. It was was one of the best things I've ever eaten. Like the way Scott described to me was mushroom Mm -hmm. toast and like. It does not do it justice. But it. Still, like I was like mushroom toast sounds good. This blew my mm. blew my mind. And mind you, Alexis does not like mushrooms. I don't. She doesn't. But I'm, I was here for this. Yeah, I could have the, eaten three of them. The toast was homemade. You could tell it was homemade. Mm-hmm. Um, cheese. The goat cheese was on top. Goat of cheese the toast. was yeah. It was the perfect pairing to like the rich, rich creamy mushrooms. Yeah. If it had been anything like a brie or like no, a rich cheese like that, it would not. Have, it would have been too much. It wouldn't have worked. It was like salty and tangy with the creamy mushrooms. Oh my god! And they give you plenty of mushrooms, so you had yes. some left over on the plate, and you just put your put your fork in that, put them on top. I yep. mean, even eat by themselves, they were delicious. It's like earthy umami. First, we love yes, umami. We lo- For some reason, I never thought to put mushrooms and cheese together. Oh, it's delicious. But like mushroom it's cheese and bread. You, I mean, you don't. Oh, like yeah, that's mushrooms, true. You know? But like, my life will be forever changed from sure. that, from that mushroom dish. So my mom actually makes a mushroom toast dish and it's like a big piece of crusty bread with like a creamy mushroom sauce on it. And, I'll be asking and her fresh thyme. We should do that. I'm going to ask her for that. Excellent. Cool. Next. <laughs> um, so the next one we got was the, and this was according to our waiter, one of like the quote unquote brainchilds of the, yes. of the chef. So it's the Louisiana crawfish, quote unquote, boil, and it's green garlic chive gnocchi, braised artichokes, Mm. mushrooms, roasted corn, and crab foil fumé, which is like a concentrated stock. Yeah, for flavor. Um, Sure. The gnocchi was... Honestly, fantastic. So pillowy, soft. That was my favorite part of the whole dish. Had a little bit of like a crisp to it, because it looked like they had pan fried it on one side. They boiled it, and then they pan fried it. Yes. Yes. Great. I don't love artichokes, so that wasn't that wasn't, wasn't my thing. favorite part. I thought there was a little yeah. bit too much corn. I it agree a, with you. It was a little too sweet. I agree with you. I the, find corn the to corn be made very, it too sweet. sweet. Right. 
The artichokes, I, I would have liked another vegetable maybe in there. Like what? Mm, that's where I struggle. That's why I'm not okay. a chef. Sure. But I think the artichoke was too salty. The cream was too sweet. Mm-hmm. It could have used like a medium in the middle. Or maybe, you know what? More gnocchi. Give it to me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the crawfish were beautiful. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Yeah. And you don't love crawfish, but you wanted I'm, more, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm making it work. And, you know, we could have an entire episode on crawfish boils. Maybe we um, should. We could. I mean, I mean, we really yeah. could because I, there's such a debate about the best things that go into a crawfish boil. Yeah. Um, I know my sister was saying that people have like March Madness brackets for like their favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I It was I, good. I'm not sure. My favorite part was gnocchi. Yeah. That's it. Great. Yeah. Um, so we got the veal sweetbreads. Yes. This, I mean, this is one of their signatures. Like, go-to signatures. I have never had sweetbreads before. Mm-hmm. You have? I eat every, I eat whatever weird made or organ. I eat it in front of me and I okay. love sweetbreads. Um, so I, yep. my understanding was that sweetbreads were brains. I don't know where I got that from. It's incorrect, but that's okay. I know it's incorrect now. <laughs> That's just like what I thought. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it is a gland. A thymus. Yeah, it is the thymus gland. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't get grossed out by things. But it's not your thing. It wasn't my thing. That's fine. They had two different types of butter. It was kind of like an or thing. So you could either have a lemon caper butter or a sherry mustard butter. We fucking did both. Griffin told us. You we can could, have either. And we, and we like, said, yes, please. Load it up with both. Yeah. Um, the companies, the, the accompaniments that came with them was little like diced beets and potatoes. Sweet potatoes. They were sweet potatoes? I thought they were real potatoes. Uh, oh, diced beets and sweet potatoes. You literally wrote it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, the sweet potatoes were my favorite part. I don't like beets. That's so, fair. I mean, going into this dish, I... She, she was skeptical. I, right. I, I didn't know if I was going to like it. But I was so proud of Sophie for at least trying. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'll try something yeah. once. Absolutely. Yeah. I found the texture of the sweetbreads to be a little bit grainy. They were yeah. fried similar to like a fried alligator or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, I was going into it thinking that it would taste similar to a fried alligator. Nah. I found it to be quite grainy. Yeah. And as we know from the bocce episode, I don't like grainy things. <laughs> you don't like grainy things. I don't. That's Okay. Yeah. I you were enjoying it and I, that that gave me a lot of joy. The best sweetbreads I've ever had in my life. That that was really special. It was almost like they were breaded with like some sort of fried chicken thing, mm-hmm. but also not too crunchy to respect just the texture and, and, right. and you know the source of the of the sweetbreads. It I, paid respect to the ingredient it, without masking exactly. it by frying it. I was quite honest to like, I thought it tastes like fried chicken. I was obsessed That's with great. it. Um, I would go back and order that maybe just for an entree. Really? They actually have it. Uh, they have an entree portion. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I might even go back to order the entree portion just because That's so I'm in love. If you're willing to be, I, I think if you're willing to try a sweet bread and, you know, go outside of the box, I think mm-hmm. that would be the place to do it because it's breaded sure. and fried like that mm-hmm. and it does come with, you know, other accompaniments. But mm-hmm. if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. The sauces were beautiful. The sauces were delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I wish I liked it. It was just, no, it's it, really a texture thing for yeah, me. Yeah, no. I, yeah. To each their own. Totally cool. Yeah. 
Um, so that was the appetizers. Yep. They were all phenomenal. Um, entrees. Oh, they fucking, fucking crushed it I, with the entrees. I fucking could think of... So before we talk okay. about the like main, main entrees, let's talk about the garlic soup. Yeah, so... It's, I mean, the it, description is creamy garlic soup with pita chips. So if you put garlic soup in front of me, I'm, I want it. Garlic is incredible. Right. Yeah, garlic is just too good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't everything I hoped for. Right. It was very, very rich. But also watery. Sure. Or just like not thick enough. I I think it it couldn't... it Just being a garlic soup on its own, Mm -hmm. that's not enough. You need more flavor other than garlic. Like maybe like... You know know what I mean? Like garlic and fish or like garlic and cauliflower. Something. Something. Because it just seemed too standard. It would have made a really good like garlic dipping sauce. Dipping sauce. <laughs> Which I hate to say because uh, I mean it's a nice restaurant. But it would have made a fantastic dipping sauce. No. I think it has potential. Right. It was very rich. I took two bites of it and I was like I I wouldn't order much. again. Thoughts? No. Yeah, no. Okay. No. Um grilled lamb loin motherfuck holy shit i fucking lost my shit oh my god so duck fat roasted potatoes by um sauteed escarole i thought it was bok choy no okay the bok, escarole. Cho- the bok choy was in the other entree the bok choy was in the resonant what is okay. escarole apparently it's a broadleafed endive that looks like butterhead lettuce but, but it's, it's more bitter. bitter but it wasn't bitter they made no, it, they, I, they I made thought it, well. it was like buttery bok choy. No, it was so tasty. It tastes like It was incredible. Choy. Yeah. Um, herbed goat cheese and a Zinfandel sauce. Let me tell you this. I thought it was blue cheese. It, it was goat cheese? It was. I, I thought it was blue cheese too. But I it also was didn't very think it was that strong. powerful. Well, it I, must have just been a very strong goat cheese. Or the herbs that they put Maybe. in it or something like that. I, I, it tasted to me like someone injected red wine into a meat. Mm-hmm. And the meat was cooked perfectly. So when they asked us how we liked, how we wanted the meat done. Right. My response is always, however the chef prefers to prepare. It. As it fucking should be. Because, I mean, if it's, if the chef is putting this on a menu, they obviously envision it cooked a certain way. That's how I want to eat it. And it was perfect. It, beyond perfect to me. Mm. Like melt in your mouth. Because when lamb's bad, lamb is Bad. bad it's bad i would go back just for this dish sure like this was my personal favorite out of mm. everything had and and we'll talk about what's we'll about my favorite, favorite. oh my god but i i was not okay yeah by how amazing this was the temperature it was cooked at mm-hmm. you know the I, I could go on sure i just think if you go and you like lamb you have to order this you have to i mean the potatoes were perfect uh, escarole the sauce the zim and sauce, like i said Injected with red wine. It mm. was fucking fantastic. Yeah. I can't say much else. It was else. really special. It was just really good. Special. I mean. So it, special. I love describing and different. Food. Right. I, I love describing food as being special because it's. That's to me. It's like. And other than just the food being like really good. It's. It's the whole accumulation of. of 
what you're eating and where you are and who you're with and everything. And I just thought it was very special. That was awesome. Um, so my favorite. Oh, let's talk about this. Ugh. So the market fish. We had two options. It was either red snapper or halibut. Halibut? Yeah. Which? Halibut. Eh. Sure. Order red snapper. I mean, it, you've got to, especially here. It wasn't a question for the three of us which one we were going to order. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're going to do red snapper. Um, so it was a Thai green coconut curry, jasmine rice, a bok choy stir fry, nuk chom, which is like a Vietnamese dipping sauce, and like cilantro and things like that. I love Thai food so much. So I had very, very high hopes for this green curry. It also felt somewhat out of place. It did, but... Comparatively to the other dishes. But I think that that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to expand and be global. Right. 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 And I think it's wonderful. Right. Because... Holy shit, they this was the best good job. green curry I've ever had in my life. They did a life. fucking good job. I I was geeking the fuck out. No, you I she that was, was not the okay. that was the first thing that I ate and I There's this there's this term that my family likes to use for food that's like unctuous and rich and like full of fucking flavor. What's that? And it's schmecky. Schmecky. This was schmecky as fuck. Where it just like sticks in your mouth and it's... You don't forget it. Oh my God. Like the lime flavor... Mm-hmm. Lime was good. Was It was so present. I think it was mostly citrus forward. And then you get like the ginger and the coconut. And it was like this thick green sauce with these perfectly cooked vegetables. And perfectly cooked fish. The fish was pan seared. Mm-hmm. Skin on absolutely beautiful the rice was cooked perfectly it like wasn't too mushy it wasn't too al dente it was like absolutely perfect i would go back for that i would too it was very really? delicious i think i was i, was, I know you like the lamb better than i that, think i was but, distracted by how good the lamb was yeah. just because and I'm, i was distracted a, by how because <laughs> i'm a red meat gal but that was the first thing that both of us ate right i think i was just yeah. so they both were phenomenal uh, yeah i was really blown away i you know the appetizers were great, but I think where they really, really shine entrees. is the entrees. Absolutely. One that I wish we could have tried if we mm-hmm. were made of money was <laughs> the Wagyu hanger steak. Oh, yeah. That's what Griffin said. It was like a, right. a, a I mean, hot It was like almost $50. Sale. And I'm like, bitch, I don't, I don't got not, the funds for that. Yeah. Please. Get us some ads on this podcast, maybe. Yeah. Like, if you want to give that to us for free. Yeah. Hook us girls up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was fantastic. Um, so phenomenal. Yeah, no. I would also, if I were to go back, I would get the, they had the, uh, they had a smoked duck PB&J mm. sandwich. Yes. You were, and I felt bad that we didn't no, order No, 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 no. We had, we ordered a lot we're of gonna go back. food. We're going to go back. We'll go back. Yeah. It's also available during lunch, but that's something that like, to me, I'm just like, if it sounds weird, I'm fucking in. Sure. Um, and I also love smoked meats. And duck is phenomenal. Yeah. Especially when it's done really well. Right. And I bet they do duck very well. Because yeah. if they do lamb well, they I have, have a feeling like they do They duck do everything well. else. They have to do sure. everything as well. That was amazing. <sighs> yeah. Like I, no bad things about the entrees. No. At all. None. We were not going to get dessert. And then we were like, fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, their dessert menu was really interesting. 
Right. So I, I think yeah. they said the apple tart was the best, but mm-hmm. like I just was more intrigued by other like more seasonal things, which sure. was. But they didn't have a lot of chocolate. They weren't like chocolate dairy forward desserts, which you see at a lot of places. They were very like fresh fruits, seasonal flavors, mm-hmm. which I very much Custards. appreciate. Yeah. Well, let me mind you, that's because they also source locally and it exactly. is very hard to find local chocolate or you know mm-hmm. any any rich sweets like that in mm-hmm. the south and i i don't love really rich chocolatey desserts i like lemony desserts citrusy things mm-hmm. desserts that feel lighter than so you're not like gross when you leave thank you of course so we were choosing between a few things but the unanimous decision was the white chocolate panna cotta with ponchatoula strawberries and this like really nice crumbly pistachio thing on top yeah and when we ordered that (laughs) the waiter was like oh yeah um the chef actually just perfected that dessert like a week ago or he was like yeah before it it wasn't good and now i'm like really selling people on it really or he says something like he was like i just tried it today and it was great and i'm like oh shit yeah okay and he was like yeah he like came in early and like put them in the molds and like blah blah, blah. and i was like okay I'm, you're let's see really how it goes okay. i mean it was phenomenal it was fantastic it was one of those things that it's you want your panna cotta to be jiggly but formed and it why are you looking at me like that <laughs> because why are you looking at me like that when sophie said like, tell me i'm wrong when <laughs> sophie was saying it needs to be jiggly and formed. She did kind of like this like hand job motion. She's like, you want it to be like this. And did like I mean, a hand job. It's me jiggling the fucking plate. You, you asshole. I'm a child, but like, <gasps> you're not wrong. I'm also. not wrong. Panna cotta uh, should be. Like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> anyway, it was one of those things where it, it was formed and then you put it on your spoon and it just like falls apart and mm-hmm. it's this like beautiful velvety so good and the ponchatoula strawberries can't get enough of those my sister literally buys like 30 pounds of them every two weeks and makes strawberry jam and shit so we're big strawberry fans it was just it was great it was so nice yeah um if i were to go again Hmm. i would maybe get an entree we didn't try just because like you would get the duck sandwich well because they were both so good like i i just I have all I have high hopes 100% faith in anything would you get the sweetbreads as an entree yes really yes that's how much I love them wow I think that's awesome yeah I was obsessed um Hmm. but kind of like I guess we could talk about the ambiance too Mm, so like we said it's kind of like a little cottage you walk Mm -hmm. in they've got terracotta walls and a few of the walls they've got like you know a painted kind of Italian landscape Mm -hmm. um when you walk to the bathroom, they've got a entire wall of their award, which is mm-hmm. super fun and cool to read. We walked in, though, a little too lit. Yes. And a little too quiet. quiet. And I'm loud. Yeah, me too. I have a loud voice. Sure. I mean, it, and I, f- I felt myself, like, regulating my volume. Yeah. I think because, like, maybe it was the night, but they just forgot to put on music. Yeah. I mean, and uh, my sister came in maybe five minutes after us and she said that when she walked in she felt like everyone was like expecting her and was like why the fuck are you late right it was like quiet and everyone turned to look at her like well 
It might have been a night thing for like a certain. I mean, night it was a Wednesday thing. night, maybe, yeah. but it was it was a full Wednesday night. It was like they were they were booked. Yeah, I mean, obviously, so they were delicious. Everything, everything was delicious, but it it needed to be louder mm-hmm. and dimmer. Ambiance, and I'm not saying one of those like fucking New York restaurants that like you can't even see your menu and it's like that's not what I wanted, right? Some like Ella Fitzgerald in the background, Ugh. and like bring the lights down just yeah. a little bit. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it was also raining that night, and I think something to keep in mind is that they mm. look like it seemed we didn't get to see, but it seems like they have a beautiful outdoor area. I'm very excited which, to like, go back for, for brunch, that. lunch, yeah. dinner, happy hour, happy hour. Mm. I'm, which apparently they have an amazing happy yeah. hour. I want to go back for that. I, I would love to go back because that seems like the time to be there. Mm-hmm. When it's nice out, you got the natural light, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't wait to go. And honestly, I'm going to see if next time my parents come in town that we can go there. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to bring my parents there. That that green curry, I, I won't stop talking about for a while. I won't stop talking about the lamb or the sweet breads. And there you have it. Bayona. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Thanks, Griffin. Thanks, Griffin. <laughs> I really hope he listens to this. I do. He's going to be like, these bitches are crazy. We shall see. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, Next week. Not next week. Next time. We're, we, think, we're thinking Thai. We're thinking Thai. We've got, we've, so we want to try and do different ethnicities of food each time. Got a few lined up. Thai might be next. It might be Mediterranean. It might be Creole. We don't know. We'll keep you on your toes. But we love suggestions. So yes. on our Instagram or on our website, let us know. Always. Um, we appreciate everyone that's still listening. That's super cool of you. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any hookups for ads, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're loving this, but I uh, hope you're loving it too. And uh, Illy. yeah. Illy G G night. night.